Welcome to the Extra Lap RC Podcast. My name's Aidan Burke, and as always, I'm joined by my good friends, Joey Cockhill. Hiya, Joey. Hello. And my good friend, Martin Owen. How are you, Martin? I'm incredibly good. Brilliant. Have we all had a good day? We have. Yeah, it's been all right. It's been all right. Have we all enjoyed our RC racing? We have. Yeah, well, I've not done any this weekend, but I've been I've been building cars. So. Great. Are we just making this too long because we all know who we're going to speak to today? Yes. Martin, who are we going to speak to today? So today we have the 2016 world champion, and in my opinion, the best RC racers this planet's had, not just for his racing and his social media. He is awesome. It's David Ronnefolk. Hi, hey. David. Oh, hey. hi, David. Are you there? Yeah, I can hear you. Brilliant. Um, it, it's quite late in Sweden now, isn't it? Uh, it's not too bad. I'm used to staying up late. I'm not, uh, I'm not the morning guy, so I prefer staying up a little bit later. Right. Brilliant. Um, um, what have you been straight, straight away? Um, what have you been doing today? Uh, so, uh, yeah, we have actually I have quite a lot going on right now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, today I've been to uh, the indoor facility that we're currently uh, renovating. Uh, we've had the track there for a few years now already. Basically, uh, I will tell you that I, I've had that place. Not me, but there has been some kind of RC activity there for the last uh, 15 plus years or so. And um, we've been trying and trying to get the full... Uh, facility because uh, there's basically no other um, industry co- industrial company that can have that facility because it's on the second floor without the elevator and the floor is kind of sketchy for heavy machines and stuff. Uh, but oh, it's right, fine okay. enough for uh, <laughs> for RC drivers. You know, we're not gonna be too many people in there, so the fall, uh, the roof, not the roof, but the floor is gonna fall. Uh, so it's like the perfect uh, place for for RC playground because uh, you know we got it fairly cheap, uh, really cheap compared to other places in Sweden, and uh, we're finally able to just get it now for this winter season, the full place. So it's two thousand five hundred square meters in total, and um, we'll have room for uh, both on road and off road track. And in the in the previous years, there's only been an off road track. Right. I, I have seen some pictures. I saw the video that you did. And honestly, when I saw that, I thought, oh, hang on, we'll, we'll go and try to see if we can lucky enough to get David Ronifant to come and talk to us. Um, it, it does look a great size. Did it use... So are you saying it's been an RC venue for some years? Because it, it sort of looked like a, I'm going to say, like a laser tag venue. Yeah, exactly. So they've had uh, the laser tag there for, um, I think since the beginning of the 2000s, and I think that um, they pretty much ended that in 2012, 13, right around there, I think. Right, and okay. uh, since then, there's not been that much activity in the area, but the lady that has been the first person on the contract uh, still wanted to keep the stuff uh, if, you know, if she got the chance to start it up again. Right. Uh, but that never happened, and we've basically been going back and forth with the owner of the facility and trying to get the to get to get the contract on us and um after many many tries many years of trying we were finally able to agree and uh and it's awesome you know it's uh it's going to be one of the bigger places that we have in Europe I I believe right because that was the, my next question how big a an event do you think you could hold? could you hold an EOS round there um yeah i, I think um i'm I'm not sure um uh, but it can be a goal for sure um obviously we want to have have a few big races uh, that we're gonna organize when once everything is is ready um i would say this year this full winter season as well as uh you know summertime next year when when i'm not racing i'm gonna be building and renovating this stuff so everything is um all ready for next winter season to come. Uh, we're gonna have some kitchen stuff there. Getting, uh, yeah, we gotta work on that and uh, also pit area um, and a few other things as well. So 
And right now, the main goal is just to get all the stuff uh, that we're removing out of the way so we can move the off-road track to the other place because the floor is kind of uh, is not flat enough to run on-road. So where the buggy track is today is, is more smooth. So that's where we're going to have the on-road track. And um, it's going to be two full-size tracks. So I would say 34 by 20 meters, both tracks. So that's pretty big. They are, they are big tracks. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not saying I was excited, but my friend, I've got a friend called Neil who lives in Sweden and races RC. Um, yeah. And he was like, Aiden, you can fly from Manchester to Gothenburg. He can pick me up. And he thinks, is it about two hours from Gothenburg? No, I think the closest to to fly to would be Copenhagen. Uh, from Gothenburg, oh, really? it's probably three and a half hours, uh, to be honest. See now, Aiden, if you'd watched David's previous video, he actually said it'd be easy to fly into Copenhagen. Exactly. <laughs> I was just gonna say, <laughs> I did my research. I did my research. Don't you yeah. worry. <laughs> I think I was going for what's got the cheapest flights. Yeah, I think I think it would still be Copenhagen though, because it's a bigger airport, um, more uh, connections, I think. And then uh, from there, you'll have a two, two and a half hour drive, probably two, and uh, you'll be there. Do we get to go over that really long bridge? Yeah, you do. Oh, okay. There we go. We're all flying to Copenhagen, guys. Excellent. Yeah. Can't wait. And then you'll be lucky if you get through customs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but to be honest, they let David Church in the suite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. any, any, uh, we're all going to be fine if they let DC in first exactly. yeah <laughs> yeah um, I, let, let's not talk about Brexit um, so <laughs> you, you, you've um, you've been at the track today and is that what you've been doing you've, you've been ripping things out you haven't been getting a bit of practice in no I, I basically now I'm uh, I'm just focusing on, on getting the you know the track moved over so we can start preparing the other side where we are now uh, for the on-road track um, and then I think what I'm going to do is that I'm going to purchase the the ETS carpets for the on-road track and then uh, I think after yeah during summertime next year I'll, I'll get the new um, carpet for the buggy track as well because uh, the track where I have the track today is, is not as big as the new uh, place is going to be at so I need more carpet. So that's going to be all new for, for next winter season. Is the, that's the plan, at least. So you're really spoiling the people of, the people of Sweden. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it's kind, of, uh, it's kind of in a corner. So I would say uh, 50% of the people that would have been there if it was in the middle of Sweden is now water because uh, we're right on the coastline, basically. So... Um, yeah, it, it's it's a bit far away from where I think all most of the ten scale uh, indoor ten scale buggy drivers are in Sweden, which seems to be more in the middle part of Sweden right now. Uh, but maybe if uh, if we're gonna have such a facility, hopefully they will uh, take the trip a couple of hours with the car and and come uh, join us for either practice sessions that we're gonna organize or races. Yeah, I suppose that's that that's for a venue you you can't rely on fanboys like me, Martin and Joey flying over <laughs> once a year for a, a weekend. I've checked the hotels out, Joey. There's some really cheap hotels as well. Yeah, there, there should be something very cheap around there. Like, if, if you're paying Aiden, I'm, I'm game. I'll, <laughs> I'll go. Yeah, I'll pay for you to go in the cheap hotel and me and Martin will go in the, the much better <laughs> hotel down the road. That's fine. I, I oh. honestly don't mind. Okay, uh, uh, David. One thing we, we we all know about you is that how involved your, your dad is uh, yeah. in, in in your racing. Is your dad also involved in this? Oh, for sure. We are the two guys that uh, spend most of the time. Then we, of course, have help from uh, other uh, club members because, um, uh, yeah, we're on the contract. I'm I'm on the contract. Uh, me and my company, and then uh, I rent the track out basically to our local club. And uh, the club members, and they try to chip in with some work as well uh, when they have the chance. Um, luckily, I'm I can I can be there daytime as well, so uh, I'm I'm trying to be there as much as I can for uh, for the people to have a track to drive on because I want to make everything ready before we swap the buggy track to the other side because if it's not ready, it's gonna 
be a month or so before people can start drive. So I just basically want to, in a day, I want to put the carpet on the other side and they can start run again. Um, but uh, yeah, there there has been a lot of like ventilation channels and stuff in the roof that is hanging down and, and kind of making shadows because of the light. So that's what we've been removing right now um, to have a better, more space open area where uh, from where you're standing on the driver's stand as well. So nothing gets block, blocked. And um, yeah, that, that part is almost done now. So that is the heavy part, uh, you know, having to put them down from the roof. Um, it's, a, it's a lot of work, but uh, yeah, we're getting close to the, to the end. Okay. And then if you're building a, a one-tenth on-road electric and a one-tenth off-road track, are we going to see you're going to see him do more one tenth electric. Are we going to see David doing one tenth on road? Uh, I think, uh, to be honest, I think I will. Um, I will probably practice quite uh, a lot with the on road car because I I enjoy it and I think it's a good practice to to keep the focus up for even for buggy racing. Um, so I'm probably going to do both, uh, even some twelve scale maybe, um, and then uh, obviously, yeah, I'm going to be. Uh, full two drive mode once we're uh, getting closer now to to the release of our two drive and and start testing with that and um uh, yeah that's why i'm trying to finish the track as soon as i can so i can get on that and and uh, make sure we we have a great car once it's being released okay you mentioned that before i did well, yeah. when are we? When I knew it was we, coming. Well, <laughs> we're not that good, to be honest. We're not. We're a bit, we're a bit starstruck. But um, when are we likely to see uh, Hot Bodies two wheel drive? Um, I think it's better for me to say uh, nothing at the moment. But uh, it's it's <laughs> getting really close. I would say it's getting really close. Uh, it's it's taken us uh, longer than than expected uh, due to a few things here and there, and and uh, also we. We have Torrance is our only designer, and uh, you know, with him having to design a, a few different classes, um, you know, sometimes when there's a big gate scale race uh, coming up, and we want to have some stuff uh, done for that, uh, you know, we, we put the focus on on that platform, and and uh, you know, the two drive project has been suffering a little bit like that back and forth, but uh, we're getting we're getting really close at the worlds. I I had uh, something. That was close to be, uh, you know, the last prototype. I would say uh, we still have a few more things that we want to try, um, but then, um, then uh, when we push enter on making all the molds and stuff, I think it's three months from there and until we can have something ready. Um, but yeah, I would say uh, before summer next year. Wow, because you know, hot bodies. We we I, I don't do one eight nitro. Um, but you know, I, I see a lot of those when I see results, and I, I don't see a lot of one tenth electric HB racing stuff locally to me in the, in England. And yeah. I think maybe that's the the lack of a two wheel drive. Oh, for sure. I think uh, you know the ten scale, all the ten scale drivers, they they want to keep the same brand, two wheel drive, four wheel drive. I don't think that you see many having two different brands. Um, you know, two wheel drive, four wheel drive. So. We're not selling any four-wheel drive cars until we're going to have a two-wheel drive. Um, and, you know, that's why we're keen on getting that product finished as well. And so we can start selling some four-wheel drives. <coughs> Maybe, uh, yeah, we still have to make a few updates on the four-wheel drive to suit the very high grip conditions. But uh, like if you would say AstroTurf and the Dirt, I think our four-wheel drive is, is probably one of the better cars out there. So I'm sure if we're going to make a... Uh, a good two wheel drive as well. Uh, I'm sure people are gonna start running those cars, and and that were what uh, we were hoping for. Yeah, definitely. Um, we are a, a, a one tenth podcast, but obviously you are the the one eight star around the world. You know, travel the world, racing one eight everywhere you go. Um, this year's been maybe slightly different to for you because you've done sort of rcgp um yeah. have you noticed that's changed your, your, your <clears throat> the, the races you would attend or did you enjoy that more than anything else what how do you think this year's gone for you um yeah i, I mean obviously i would say looking back at the year um i think there's been some moments that 
that could have been better, uh, of course, but I've always had very great speed. Uh, I'm always fast, but sometimes the things have just not gone our way. Um, but that's racing, and uh, that's why you have to you know, keep working even harder and come back the next time uh, trying to, to get it then. And, uh, yeah, I would say that to this year I didn't feel it being very any different, um, you know, it wasn't like we skipped a lot of races because we had to do the RCGP. Um, I think maybe it was one or two races here and there that we didn't go to that we were, uh, we've been attending in the previous years, but you know, the, I think RCGP as a driver standpoint, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, I've been to Philippines with before, which was the first round. Um, I think we had a great opening race there uh, with a super nice track layout and uh, good racing as well. Um, unfortunately, I had some issues on on Sunday there in the in the main, uh, you know, with a couple of tires coming unglued. Uh, that's only on me, I guess, because I was the one gluing the tires. And um, you know, I, I had the speed all weekend there. Um, got second on Saturday behind Davide, tied on points, and he he got the tiebreaker. Sunday was my day, as I said. Then um, you know we went on to Austria. Uh, for the second round and uh, again we had great speed i i had a uh, i had a rough saturday we were looking for some speed and we found it for sunday so i didn't have the best result there on saturday but sunday uh it, it was a lot better i had the speed and after a big crash on the first lap where i was put all the way to the back and uh you know it's not easy coming back from there when you have david leading out front and just pulling away um, but i was able to close the gap from 25 seconds to five just ran out of time in the end uh so again there i had a good speed finished second then italy um i wrecked my car uh in the last couple of minutes fighting for second and third position which was a bummer and that's only only on me as well um you know not much you can you can blame the car for there when you hit the pipe or wood <laughs> yeah. So, um yeah it's been kind of up and down i think uh you know with the last race um you know being in u.s at thunder rally um i i really enjoy the u.s style tracks and looking back at the previous years i've been i've been having some great wrestles there still being the only european to to win a few times at the nitro challenge as well and um you know we had a Super good weekend. I I pretty much me and Cole were dominating in in both both days basically, and um, you know with a two two cars on the podium there on Saturday, and then me uh, being able to lap Ongaro on on Sunday was something that uh, I must say was the highlight of the year. And then right. with six six laps uh, to go, and the receiver failed on me, uh, so I didn't get to finish. But um, I, I didn't really care at that point. Uh, you know, obviously, you want to get the hands on your trophy. But for me, it was just, uh, you know, a proof that we've, we've been working hard and, and in the right direction that you're able to put the world champion on the lap down. Uh, you know, there's not many that can do that uh, today because David <clears throat> and, and his team is, is super strong at the moment and um, definitely the guy that you have to beat if you want to stand on top of the podium. So... I think overall this year it's been great. I've had great speed. I could have had some better wrestles, um, but you know, uh, I'll get him next year. Just yeah. um, obviously, you're you're what we would class as a, a pro driver, and obviously you've raced against some of the, of the top guys in the world. Just how good is Davide? For from from your from your obviously we've seen the videos of him using a radio, and we've seen him at the worlds and the Euros and stuff. But just from your your point of view, how good is he? I think uh, I don't want to say my secrets here now, but <laughs> <laughs> no, no one listens, think... Dave. No one listens. It's fine. <laughs> no, um, obviously he's he's a very talented, good driver, um, and especially when when he's able because he's usually pushing really hard in the start of the mains, and if he's able to to get a small little gap we can build from that and and then he's very hard to beat um but uh, i think if you're able to stay with him for for the first part of the races um i think he's not um not any spe- like more special than any other top driver um you know when when people get put under pressure 
um, everyone makes some small bubbles here and there trying to defend, especially when you have to try to change up your lines to defend instead of just focusing and pulling away. It's a different story. And um, if I, I think that goes with any top driver, though, you know, if, if they are able to get off to a good start and able to get the gap and pull away, I think most of the top drivers they they are very good in that position and, and rarely look back. Um, you know, basically like how I won the worlds um, in 2016. I I got off to a good start. I I had a good gap after two pit stops, uh, and for the third pit, I think I had 10 seconds or so. And from there, uh, if you can focus on something, I think it's pretty easy to maintain the lead rather than having to fight like close, having a close fight with some, uh, some other guys. Um, mm. But like for, for me, it, it, I mean, he's a good driver. He's definitely, you know, he's a world champion. You don't get world champion, not being a good driver. Uh, obviously you have to have luck. Uh, that's a part of racing. And, um, you know, eight scale, he's absolutely one of the top three best drivers, I think. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. And I think we were talking just before you turned up and yeah. we couldn't agree on how old you are. I'm twenty-three. Twenty-three. And uh. now and now with people like with the Davide, we 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 thought you were much older. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I've, you're, I've been you're like the old man. Yeah, you're like the old man now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I used to be the youngest youngest guy winning the junior trophies and stuff but that's uh that's not anymore <laughs> many people always said i was 17 still when i was 20 so now i'm 23 and uh you know there's definitely some young uh fast upcoming guys and it's uh it's fun to see and uh you know i enjoy seeing their uh their improvement from year to year and you know the the competition is getting tougher and tough competition is what i enjoy the most so it's just good for the RC industry, I think. Well, yeah, and what? And then you can, sorry, idiots like me asking silly questions. But then <laughs> you're only young, and then you can see people like Mayfield and Cavalieri, who now we think are old. And you think, you know, I'm sitting there going, "There's another twenty years of this for you." For, um. I think uh, I think Cavalieri and those guys, Matthew Cavalieri, Tebow. I think they're all around thirty-three or something like that. And um, you know, I, I think if you look back at like ten years ago with Adam, Truy, and those guys, I think the the pro it wasn't really the same as it is today. So I think Mayfield and those guys they put a lot more, uh, you know, at least more time at the track, uh, racing more uh, than the pros did in you know 10 years ago so you, you, i think you have never really seen until now how actually how far you can go before you, you're gonna have a drop of speed or you know the young guys are gonna be faster um you know i still see mayfield today as one of the you know very best i think he's even stronger now than than he was like you know five to ten years ago because uh he was always the super fast guy that's you know, either he went really good or he crashed out or broke or, you know, something like that. But today he's for sure one of the tougher uh, competitors out there. Um, and I think, you know, he's not, he's not looking like he's slowing down any bit. So uh, it would be interesting to see how, how far you can go. Um, I think it's easier. Uh, no, I wouldn't say it's easier, but I think, I think an on-road, on-road driver, um, I think they can go a little longer than buggy uh, for some reason. I'm not sure, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to go as long as I can, obviously. And uh, it would just be interesting to see, um, you know, how long Mayfield, Cavalieri and Tebow and those stay in, in, into it. And so that's what we get from what we see of you, the amount of work that you put in through the week, um, you know, practice, maintenance your social media the whole thing the whole david ronafalk thing just seems to look so professional and is always one of the things that we always point out to people look 
you know, why can't every pro be like David? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, you know, I still think that I have lots of room for improvement on almost all the areas. Um, I think, you know, my, my goal one day, or it would be like a dream, is to, to be able to attract some kind of outside sponsor that um, that makes it possible for me to... You know, my dad, he has he has his work. He can't do... Uh, he can be helping me wrenching during the day, so I have to do the wrenching. And when I'm doing the wrenching, you know, my social media part is, is lacking. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I want to be better at, you know, everything. Uh, but for that, you're going to have to be more than one guy because otherwise there's going to be a lot of, I mean, way too much time to be able to be on top. Uh, you know, if you're going to put a lot of effort into your social media, then you're going to suffer on the uh, preparation for the races and stuff. So, and that is still I've, the most important, obviously, uh, you know, to, to, to I've good. got, I've got an idea to solve your social media issues. Yeah. Now, fly me out to Sweden. And, and set me set, set set me up in your house, and I'll do all of your social media. That sounds good. <laughs> no, it's not, David. It's not. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's not free. It's fine. Oh well. Oh. <laughs> you couldn't Come. afford to feed him. Well, hang on a minute. Whoa. <laughs> wow. I, I I still think David's social media is best in the business, though, by a mile. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. Uh, you know, I I've, I've been fortunate to have a couple of friends that are very good idea, uh, video editors. And, um, you know, when they've been free, they uh, they have been able to go with me um, to some races or even making some uh, tech tutorials, which I will be working more on as well, because this is where I think I have to improve, especially and not only making like videos when I'm out uh, racing. Um so uh, yeah, I've been you know fortunate to have them uh, being able to go with me, and I think that's what uh, why my YouTube videos have been so good. You know, looking, I think they could have had even more views than they have been getting. Um, but I think I don't know, maybe maybe the RC guys are more nerdy and want tech te- te- uh, you know tech tip tutorials instead of cool videos from the races. I don't know. <laughs> I find your ones in Australia were like leaving the house, going back to the house, going to track. They were interesting. I thought they were great. So yeah, do more of them. They're brilliant. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think, uh, as I said before, I can improve of most most areas uh, still, even though I know I'm, I'm doing as much as I can and I'm, I'm you know, trying my best. Right. So uh, I, I, like, I like the tech tip ones. Yeah. And I've been, uh, yeah. it's been a while since I posted one of those now, so I, I'm, I'm going to work on that uh, here. But now it's taking a lot of time, you know, doing the renovation of the track and stuff. And Oh, yeah, of yeah, course, it's, yeah. It's, uh, it's a little, you know, time-consuming, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to be able to fit in some tech tutorials in, uh, in December. Yeah, Joey. Leave David alone. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Stop picking on David. Oh, I'm sorry, David. He'll be no like worries. this all through the episode now, David. He'll just be just you'll just be hating on things. It's yeah. the kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, David, honestly it's it, it, it's it's late here. It's late in Sweden. And mate, uh, thanks very much for time. Is there anyone you you'd like to thank before we let you go? Uh, you know, obviously, thank you for having me on the on the podcast. Uh, you know, it was a pleasure to come, and I always try to to show up to uh, any podcast out there. I think uh, you know it's a good thing for helping RC and uh, you know um, getting people uh, involved even more. And uh, other than that, uh, I'd like like to thank my my sponsors for making this all possible for me. Uh, you know, without them, I wouldn't be here today. So. Um, Thank you to HP Racing to form our highest uh, absolute hobbies, Aramax, XDR, Run of Time, and uh, all the other guys for doing so much stuff for me uh, and uh, sending me all over the world doing what I love the most. So, yeah, that's it. Thank you, guys. Yeah, and if those people could send David to more places, that would be great as well. Then I need more days in the year. 
Yeah. <laughs> don't don't we don't we all? Yeah, we do. Okay, David. Thanks very much for your time. Thank you. You've been a, you keep being the superstar that you are. You need I'll to help yourself. Okay. Bye, mate. Bye, thanks, David. Thank you. Okay. Well, I think we'll talk about our racing. Um, and for once, guys, I think I'll go first. Is that okay? Yeah, go for it. Go on. And I'm going to start with, clearly something went on at Berry. I, and all the guys I was sat with, were not in the room at the time. I didn't see anything, and I don't know any more than anything else. Clearly, something's happened, and I am sure it's being dealt with in the right way. So, it didn't affect me, and I never saw anything. So, other than that, uh, we all had a lovely day at Berry. Um, did was you it Berry or, Berry or was it Chatterton? Um, the location is Ch- yeah, the location is Chatterton. That's where but their it, indoor venue. But it's run by the Berry Club. But it's run by Berry right. Metro. That's where my confusion lies. That's okay, Joe, because I think actually that venue has been run by Batley and by the Oople team, and by Berry Metro. Uh, okay. In the time that it has. It's a really big, long room. It is actually like a workshop-style cork floor, but they roll EOS carpet over it. Oh, uh, um, okay. It, I, I don't know how long their straight is, but it's quite a, a, a decent-sized track. I think it's a full roll of oh. EOS. Um, oh, they've got... Um, did anyone see a picture of the track? I didn't. I just saw pictures of the pits. That's all I saw. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I think, yeah. Okay, but I think the most important part of the the entire track was they have big long straights all far away from you, and then they always have. And I really like it at Barry. They have a big sweeper corner then, which you don't tend to get indoors. So it goes from one side of the track, sort of one side of the track to the other. And then you came in to a jump on a, onto a lander and then a hairpin. And that bit was quite tricky to marshal because the marshal had to cross a line. And so quite early on, I saw that that was going to be the key thing. If you just landed that every time, you were going to be okay. Because if you made a mistake there, it was game over. Absolute game over. There'd be people flying into you and everything. So, with that in mind, um, I put my awesome Schumacher Kugelay down on the track. You know, Paul Crompton's set up on all of it now because I forgot to change the blocks in the C block. So, I, I, I had too much rear toe, but I sorted that. First round, brilliant. Didn't make a mistake. Just drove it round. Really slow lap time, guys. But because I never made a mistake, it was an okay score. And then it gets to round two, and I think, you know what? I'll just do that again. And for the first four laps, I crashed on this jump lander hairpin every time. So that was... Game over. I mean, unless unless you're one of like the top boys, it, it, I find like you say you, you're going to go out and do exactly what you did in like round one in round two. But I think, like I said, unless you're one of like the Neil Crags or the Lee Martins or something, you never do it. You never consistently put in the same time or run again. You just you end up little bubbles here, little bubbles there, Marshall error. You know, it's frustrating no. that you can't put it together. Mate, I think that mate, you've summed it up. I think you've summed up my entire career. I, I think I'll just do that again. And actually, that's quite hard just to do that again. Yeah. One of the things of this jump was, I think I was going fast around the sweeper. I think I'd sorted that out, which means I was then going, because what I was doing was over-jumping the jump every time. Yeah. So I think I was just doing something a bit better, which meant I was faster into the jump, which meant I just over-jumped it. Um, so... 
round three and four was much better. Kept it relatively clean. Everything was really good. Um, it is a great venue. It was great to see the you know the top guys there are like Stu Ward with his brand new X ray. You know, a couple of Holdsworths. I'm going to struggle to see who's kind of next, but Evo and Mark Smith, Andy Ward, those kind of guys. So it's really clearly I'm nowhere near them. But I qualified in the, I think I must have been in the D. Um, and I don't, I don't oh, I won, I forgot. I qualified sixth. I was driving around lovely. There were two purple cars. One was Ollie Dillon, and the other one was a guy called Darren Yap. And I thought Darren was leading, and he was generally better than me all day, and Ollie was behind me. So I don't know if this is a good idea. I just thought in my head, well, if I just beat Ollie, because he's my mate, that's my job done for the day. Do you, or do you guys always go for the win? Or do you sit, ever sit there and think, well, I'm beating him. That'll be fine. I mean, I mean, if, if I ever start sort of really towards the back of a, of a forward, I tend to aim for someone to be close to or to be ahead of. But then nine times out of ten, yeah, you're going for the win. Right. It's like, it's like uh, there, was a, there was a quote at Workshop the other week um, from, I, I, I have no idea how much truth behind this is, but Muzz had apparently spoken to Johnny Skidmore and Johnny says, I don't come to finish second, I come to win. Right, okay. You know, I think we all, we all go in men- with a mentality of we- we've come to win, really. Yeah, I think the something I got from State of RC podcast last week when they had Ben Smith on, who seems to have a more mature head than all of us three put together, <laughs> is he turned around and said he just goes really fast, goes as fast as he can, and he hopes he doesn't make a mistake or hopes it doesn't roll or something along those lines. <clears throat> Whereas I try and get round keeping my wheels on the ground and I hope that that is fast. Because that's all I can do. But with four minutes to go, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm second, I'm beating Ollie, everything's fine. They call the race order out and Ollie's winning and I'm second. And I'm going, oh, I wonder what, how am I going to do? So I chased him <clears> down. And I know Ollie listens. I know he's one of my TV star friends, which we, we might be able to talk about in a few weeks' time, because I think we'll actually have been on TV by then. Um, he crashed on the last lap. We both got through for the extra lap. And then he crashed on the big jump. And I went past him laughing my head off. <laughs> I am a terrible winner. I'm a great loser. I'm used to that. But I'm a terrible winner. Um, but it was a great day at Berry. Always is. 98% of the people enjoyed themselves. <laughs> um, and it, it's nice to run carpet. Um, I think their next round is already booked up. Um, I nearly forgot. We were graced by the mighty Russ Lee. The entire Lee family came up to Berry. I got to see Bruce. And the most impressive thing I saw Bruce do was after he'd finished his race, Russ obviously goes and marshals for him. Oh, yeah. And Bruce, the, the, their table was next, you know, facing mine, next to mine. And Bruce just turns up with the car on the radio. And I notice they're both on. So I think, I'll go turn that off for him. Puts his car on the table, takes the shell off, unplugs the battery, turns his radio off. He then got a brush out. Just went, I'm just going to brush my wheels. Brushed his ah. wheels. And then ran off and played with all the other kids. Oh, bless him. So he's already got that bit of bit down better than me much better prep so it was always nice to see them it was great um barry's an awesome time um i was expecting martin to go to where were you supposed to go but you went to torch didn't you i went to torch yeah 
That's where I was planning to go the whole time. Oh, right, okay. But there was something else on in the southwest, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, track, track was on down in the southwestern Torquay, but... Just fancy change. I, yeah, I want, I want to see some friends I haven't seen for a while, so I went over to Torch, and, and uh, me and Harry Mears and Ashley Mears went over to Torch and just try something different, race somewhere different. Well, I'm not being funny, mate. That's what me and Russ Lee do. So yeah, yeah, you know, you just travel around, race out of your comfort zone a little bit, and try something different. So that must have been torching doors, wasn't it? That was torching doors, yeah. How did you get on? Um, yeah, I qualified second in the B, and they do three leg finals for all. All right, and I managed to come second in the first leg, and throw it off the track in the following two. But I had a good day, so I enjoyed who, myself. Who beat you? Who who was who was B one? Um who that was a good question. It was Jamie um Armitage Armitage. I can't really say his last name. Jamie Armitage. That's it. Yeah. Really nice guy. Really nice guy. Listens to the podcast and was telling me oh. um that he tried the the swapping the wheels around and using two sets all day, and he said it really worked for him. So I basically helped him beat me. That's how oh, I, I thought you were going to say he was using my trick of swapping the wheels from side to side. No, but he but he was using yours two sets all day, swapping them. Yeah, yeah. So, um, he drove really well. He he should have been. We probably should have both been in the A. We were we were both sat in the A until the last round and. There was a three-way tie break, and we came out the worst. So, oh, so who won out of you? Who who was the one who was, I suppose, a ten? I think it was uh, Tom Robertson. Ah, uh, right, okay. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a good day. It was a really good. Lloyd Story TQ'd and won the meeting with his Cougar. So, I love Lloyd Story. Oh, he's brilliant. Um, so, yeah, it was, and and I got to have a really good look at outdoor track. Their new outdoor track. Oh, right, okay. Which, which looks like they literally put the whole of their old track on the back of a lorry and just moved it and put it down. It's an amazing job. So just, it, it, it looks, amazing. what you're saying is it, it just looks similar to the old torch? Yeah, it just looks exactly the same. It's a little bit more on a slope. So right. the straight's a little bit higher and it kind of slopes down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But but like the fence looks the same. <laughs> Obviously the rostrum's the same. The their porter cabins are exactly the same in like the same place. It, it, it's really clever. Right. Done a I mean, really, really good job. I've seen I've seen pictures of when they they moved it all and uh, and fair play they they got it down a lot quicker than I I thought that they may have done. But it would have been. Yeah. Um, this isn't like this isn't a dig. That's oh, it sounds of, like a dig. No, no, no. So, so from anyone listening to From Torch, this isn't me having a go or having a dig. He is. He is. He's no, definitely I'm, having a dig. I'm not, because I, I, I like the guys at Torch, like Grant and Tom and Steve and uh, and the rest of them. No, he doesn't. And, he always says and, he hates you. And obviously, I don't run a club, so I don't know the the, the hours and stuff that go into it and, and all the manpower, etc. But it would have been nice for them, instead of maybe rushing to get it all down, was to maybe take the time to I know they've obviously had the winters coming up and there's not gonna be a lot of time to to, to be outdoors and stuff. But it would have been nice to maybe have built a permanent sort of mound feature kind of thing. Oh right, okay. If you know what I mean. But wasn't yeah, but, well, I I like, just, uh, but I think they just wanted to go with their Oh no no yeah of course they did formula which yeah. does work. And like I said, with with obviously with the winter and stuff coming pretty pretty rapid, and they obviously wanted to get it down, and they didn't want to have to waste yeah. time with the with the with the winter and stuff. Because obviously, I would assume that now they've got it all down, that they're aiming for a, for a national or an end of season for next year's national series. So. Yeah, I mean they 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 spoke about wanting to do end of seasons, and me personally, I think they could just run a national on it because, it, like I just said five minutes ago, it's like they've just picked it up and moved it. So. Yeah. But still, very impressive. What a, what, a, what a club to kind of stick together and get that done in that time. It's oh, yeah, they, they've, they've done a fantastic job. 
just to make sure every, everyone knows, I am gonna. I am joking about Joey hating torch, but I've kind of Maybe enjoying not. it. So, I'm, so I might carry on doing a bit of that. <laughs> um, Joey the torch hater. Yeah, sounds perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, mate, I think the same. I think it's maybe just if they've got the knowledge of building their features out of wards and those kind of things, then that's what they do. You know, we yeah, you know, yeah. we make our features out of the way we make ours, and Mendit makes theirs when the way they make theirs. And if that's what the skills that you've got, then that's what you did. I think that's what you, you do. What you? Oh yeah, like I said, I'm not not having a go at them or slagging them off for it. It just would have been nice to to see like a, a permanent feature go in, like a, a like a tabletop made out of dirt. You know, the yeah. only permanent features that I found that mend if it does limit your layouts. You have to always uh, I mean, if you down that permanent thing, if you put it in like a top, if you put it in like a top corner or a bottom corner, then you can kind of. You can go several. I mean, if you bung it straight in the middle, then you, you're kind of limited on where you can go with it, unless you make it so it's able to do like a ninety degree, or it's a straight, or you, you know, it's, it's it's used for different purposes. Yeah, yeah. But if you yeah. like, I say if you if you stuck it in like a, a corner, then then maybe you can you can go different ways with it. So, like I said, they're, 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 they've done a great job. So, yeah, I mean, the way I look at it, and I think Aiden, it's what Aiden said a few weeks ago. They've managed to build an Astro track in six or seven weeks, and some places can't even build one. So yeah, mm. it's impressive. Yeah. So yeah, so that was our, that was our day. It was a long day, but we enjoyed it. And um, so, yeah, how many? We'll so go back again. Took three round finals for all. Yeah, so it was four four rounds of qualifying and three leg finals for everyone. So how many people were there for them to fit that intro in a day? Um, I think they had five. It went down to an E-final of 10 cars. So 50, 60, is it 50, 60? Okay. Um, and then uh, one round of four-wheel drive and a round of juniors. So Seven odd eats. Yeah, and, they, and they, got it, they got it running. It was run on the computer <coughs> and it ran like clockwork. We had one. We had one five-minute round of practice. So wow. Yeah, it, it it was good. We were we were out of there by five o'clock. So. Oh, what time did it start? I think we started the first round of practice about half nine. Wow, that's super cool because obviously Barry doors open at half seven. Yeah. I think they did have thirteen heats. The one thing that really impressed me there, more than anything, and we need to do this when we go to Mid-Devon next week, is they haven't got much pitting area at Torch. But everyone uses their melon and pits really, really well in there. So they, they take, they obviously build a bigger track and have a smaller pitting area because people can come in and pit very neatly and use the space well. Just something we're going to try and do at Mid Devon next weekend, so we can have a bigger track, smaller pitting area, you know, and just use the area wisely. So I was impressed with that. I'll make trust. I don't, don't think it might not be the most exciting thing to talk about in a podcast. Maybe we can do that when we talk about our break, because I think that's something Southport needs to get their grips on. You know, yeah. we've got a certain amount of space, and the more compact we can make our pits, the bigger our track can be. It's going to be bigger yeah. than it was last year, but it, it, we might not be able to roll off 30 meter rolls of carpet out all the way. No. Because we're just in mean, very I, short pits. I think it comes down to common sense. I mean, I, I did a meeting with Martin down, is it Torbay, Torquay, however you want to say it? Uh, yeah, I was down at track at Torquay. And um, we, I mean, to be fair, we got there relatively early to a degree and we got a decent sort of space. But if you, it just became sort of like people just randomly putting tables in the middle, just like that, oh, that'll do, I'll go there. Yeah. That, yeah. Like, no, no, lads, use, use your noggins. Either share a table with a friend. If yeah. you say like, say like you're running one class, so you're doing two wheel drive and your mate's doing only four wheel drive, share a table. Well, that's what me and ha- that's what me and Ashley and Harry did. We just shared one. 
people. It, it, I mean, you save so much, so much space, and you, you yeah. won't be tripping over people. And like you say, the track, the, the club can then put a bigger track out. Yeah. Common sense. That's it. Well, That's it, yeah. Work with your fellow racers. But wow. you know, you you know, but but also you got to make these these meetings fun, and you don't want people turning up and shouting out, "Put that table there and do this and do that," because yeah. They're on their day off. They're not at work. They're there enjoying their hobby. Again, it's yeah. the famous saying, it's it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And sometimes yeah. we all forget it, and sometimes we just got to remember that we're all there having fun. Um, and, you know, if we all kind of work together and talk, you can make room. But you don't want, you don't, I hate the guy when you get that barking orders all day. That just runs me up. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I, can't deal, I can't deal with being shouted out at a toy car meeting and getting okay. off of that work. I'm going to have to put my hands up because it's Southport indoors. What I always try and do, though, is I always say, I apologise for the next 45 minutes. <laughs> because while wow, we build our track on the day and we will continue to do that, I say, yeah. just ap- I apologise for the next 45 minutes because I'm just going to go don't put that table there. Move that. Yeah, but again, it's not. It's how you, you've you've kind of covered the base, haven't you? you said, look, I'm going to be in Norbed for 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And but hopefully, but just, just, just the next 45 minutes. Just bear in mind, be fun. That's. I mean, I've been in Norbed plenty of time. I'm a Norbed since, so. You are, mate. <laughs> I am. Yeah. So. So I apologise. Like, like I said, it, it's just common sense, especially like you say, if you if you're at a club that has to build the track on the morning of the meeting, just give them one less thing to be stressed about. Yes, yeah. well done, you know. Joey. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like yeah. I said, well, I, I've I've been to to clubs in the past where they've built the track on the morning and stuff, and the, and, and the organisers and the guys who who's you know driven all this way on a Sunday morning to build a track have got. Like I said, seventeen different things to concern themselves with, other than what idiots are doing yeah. when it comes to putting their tables together. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, okay. I suppose some some venues aren't aren't lucky, like like the workshops. And I think Mid Devon, that one we went to, Martin, they they theirs is already sort of purpose tacky. built. Yeah, no, no, they build it on Saturday night. They four or five guys. Yeah, so, but like I said, that they they've got the privilege of being able to, to get in on a Saturday and and, yeah, and, yeah. and do it. Like like I said, like workshop can as well and and, and other tracks. But like I say, yeah. it's like when I've I've been to, to Junction sixteen and I, I know that they have to build theirs on, on the day of when they arrive. So yeah. they're not a, a big club with a lot of sort of helpful members and stuff. I know they've got a small team. Like I said, they, 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 those guys don't need to be worrying about where how many tables are in the way or... No. No. no other I, things I, to worry about. And everyone does sort of accept my sort of, hang on, I haven't got time to explain this now. You just need to move your table. Um, and that's a great way of rem- making me re- remind everybody, and this is only for people in Southport, we're moving our indoor venue on Sunday. And I need many people to turn up at half nine. I can't see why Martin can't drive seven hours. Well, yeah, no, it's just... Well, he's already halfway up there on a... On, I'll, I'll, I'll... Yeah, I'm yeah, halfway there on Saturday. You're halfway there on Saturday at the yeah. uh, off-road committee meeting. Um, yes. So we, we, uh, we'd like to have some help. Uh, lots of people have said they'll help. I'm sure we'll be fine. I'm sure next week I'll be able to tell everyone about how everyone helps. Um, and I'll probably bore them all by just reading all the names out in the big long list. So that's nice. important. The other thing <coughs> we're just going to briefly mention before we say goodbye, because it's, it's, it, it's it, that's time to do that now, is yeah. obviously we all got uh, Kev Lee's Facebook update today, saying yeah. that he's no longer uh, going to be inside line anymore. Uh, I think he's had a further update saying, you know, inside line is going to sort of finish um, and but PR and Matt Clan actually there's, he's talking to other people for that to be continued. I'm sure we'll hear more things coming out. You know, this is because Kev said he's been offered a, a job back doing what he used to do. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't know what that was. Male model. 
He used to make miss- missiles. Let's just put it that way. Oh, is he? Well, okay. I'm, I'm, I know a few guys in that sort of making things that kill people jobs. They get paid loads. Um, yeah. Kevin yeah, used so... to fund the terrorists. Excellent. <laughs> Okay, so we wish Kev all the luck in the world. We've all had great dealings with Kev, actually, and in Sideline. He's been brilliant for me to Southport. He's been brilliant for Joey. Obviously, you were PR for a long time as well, Mark. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I have to admit, I was a bit shocked when I saw it today. But, you know, 100%, as I said to him earlier, when I spoke to him, he's, he's doing the right thing, you know. Lasting, it's a- lasted 10 years. That's a good time in the hobby, but we will miss it. Yeah, and he's doing that because he's got an opportunity to go and do that. That's great. And I'm sure we'll hear more things about PR and Macklin and yeah. whatever, whoever's brushing the floor. Yeah. Um, that's it. See, stop brushing the floor now. Uh, whoever's doing that, and we'll hear those updates soon enough. But obviously, well done, Kev, on sorting that out. Yeah. I'm sure everything will be great going forward. It will be. Um, uh, I hope it wasn't all due to the fact that I actually <coughs> messaged. I messaged Kev this morning. Wow. Literally, literally and went, I asked him something. He went, uh, no. And I went, oh, okay. And then literally 10 minutes later, he's like, decided he's not going to do this anymore. I went, wow. Okay. That's me being told. Um, I'm sure it wasn't anything to do with me. So that's the thing. So before we go, Joey, would you like to thank your sponsors, please? Uh, yeah, uh, Pair Show, PBM. Uh, unfortunately, now sadly not inside line. Um, uh, Factory Fred, uh, Reds, and Screws for RC. Brilliant. And you, Martin? And, and of course, always Dad. Yeah, he, he always forgets one, doesn't he, Martin? He does. It's because the list is so long. Because I'm super, I'm super he, Factory. Because he wins the workshop truck round, he's super fat. Oh, oh. <clears throat> um, go on, Mark. yeah. I'd like to, I'd like to thank John at RC Octane and, and um, all the guys at Schumacher, but also with the news today, I would like to again say thanks to Kev for the last three years. He he was very very helpful and did a lot. So I'd just like to say thanks to Kev. Uh, of course, I will, of course, always like to thank the hashtag Schumacher family um, and all the guys at TQ Models. Um, one of them's working offshore at the moment. Um, so again. He's li- again, he is listening to all of the RC podcasts, including the Voice RC podcast, which this mm. week I thought had the best Ooh. guest ever. Wow. Right, for, for those who aren't aware of this, right, Aiden has now been on another podcast <laughs> and exploited himself. So what, so what have you been on? You've been on Keenan's on the No yes. Name RC. Yes. And now you've, now you've been on this other one. Yes. And I, I'm sure the guys over on that other one are, are lovely people. I, I'm yet to speak to them or... John and Danny. That's it. So you've managed to wangle yourself onto another podcast. Yep. And not mention the fact that me and Martin have kind of put you on the pedestal that you're sat on. Well, uh, clearly you haven't listened to it, Joey. But, I'm, <laughs> but, but I mention you and Martin many times. Oh, do More you? than once, yes. Oh, well, well, Martin will have to go and have a listen to make sure it's true. Yeah, to be honest, I, I, I'm still listening to Keenan on the No Name podcast with... Um, Jason Snyder, and it is a very, very good listen. I ah. have to totally agree. I would even say that's the best hour of podcast interview yeah. I've ever heard. Yeah, I thought it was incredible. I've, it's taken over Bruno State of RC episode as the best episode ever for yeah, me. Yeah, I agree with that. No, I agree. I, I, it's been a very good listen. And the only people who are not happy about that are me and Joey. Because yeah. me, and jo- me and Joey did that yeah. episode about five months ago. You did. It all went yeah, we had, uh, we had uh, the infamous Jason Snyder. Hey, hey, it's Jason. We had him on. And it was and... Joey's greatest episode ever. 
I know, I was on fire with my questions and whatnot. I was on it. Um, but unfortunately, it's 95% unlistenable because the sink goes, and so we all just talk, start talking over each other at the end and yeah. in the middle. So, But anyway, that is definitely worth a listen. Obviously, voice RC first with Aiden. That's more importantly. Thanks very much for John and Danny for, for sorting that out. Um, they're all, I know they are, Big fans of Austin, to be honest. Uh, John is a big fan of you too. Um, and oh, he good. said, I should be nicer to both of you. <laughs> now, that's okay for that someone like Martin. Yeah, that's, that, that's okay for Martin, but not for Joey Torch Hater Cockle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Here, here okay. it goes. No, anyway, actually, here it does go. Right, lads. Uh, is that us all done? That's done. Right. Yeah. We can go home now. We can go home now. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.